0: And they, let, me, let me tell you my latest beef. I'm glad y'all came this morning. Here's my latest, here's my latest complaint. Um, we were uh, making hospital rounds this past week and going to see folks, and we had someone in, uh, uh, in St. Vincent's and went to see someone at Hanover House, which is, you know, the, the rehab facility right behind St. Vincent's. Well, apparently there's a little turf war um, going on between Hanover House and the people of St. Vincent's and the people of that circle in, in St. Vincent's. And they literally, the road is barred. Uh, so I walked out of St. Vincent to walk across the street to Hanover, and there's this, you know, big gate. Uh, and not only is there a gate for the street, but actually where you'd walk through on the sidewalk, there's a keyed door to get in. And I, I was asking people, no one would give me the code. You know, it's just, I called Hanover House. I'm like, hey, you know, this is Craig Smalley from the church. I wanted to, yes, I'm sorry. Um, you have to go, you know, up and around and da-da-da and that. And so anyway, I... Um, I was like, y'all aren't going to beat me. So I actually went down the fence and found an entry somewhere down the line. Um, But it was the craziest exactly. I was just like, I was wearing the collar, and I came in all sour. just like, crab. Climbing the fence. Yeah, exactly. I really was about to climb the fence, but then my, my, um, well, I guess a couple of things. One, I thought, okay, Craig. Seriously, you know, don't 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 climb the fence, and and two, I thought, you know, what if as I'm jumping off the fence, I get caught, you know, like it catches my jacket and I end up falling and then explaining to everybody, you know, Craig, what happened to your face? You know, it's just it was really, yeah, exa- exactly, exactly, be good material. Pride goes before the fall, or you know, something, um, some yeah, something along something along those lines. But no, it's funny with. Um, I don't know, I, 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 uh, I would not say I've attained any wisdom um, at this stage of the game, but maybe a little better self-preservation maybe has, has, has kicked in, I, I'm not sure. Well, ladies and gents, great to see y'all um, this morning, and uh, let me pray, and then we'll, uh, then we'll begin. Um, most gracious and ever-living God. As always we thank you that you've gathered us um, together at this time and as we're gathered in your name we do pray that you'd be in the midst of us Lord we need you Uh, we need you every moment we need you every hour and we come to you today um, hopeful that that we might hear from you and so Lord um, I pray certainly not by by my abilities or my merits Lord but by your gracious character by the work of your Holy Spirit, that you would, in fact, speak to us this day, that we might hear your living word. And, Lord, that we might not simply hear it, but that it would, uh, indeed, shape and fashion um, our hearts and our minds. And all this we ask now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I am. Um, <clears throat> yeah, it's kind of funny what we're going to look at. T- oh, shoot, I forgot. Do we have the Bibles in here today? Well. Thank, thank yeah would you yeah would you look please that that that'd be great as you look and yeah y'all can you know, take one pass them along we're we're going to be looking at Philippians two this morning and um, that's right you know, you can all break out your phones and you know pull up Philippians two however you want to however you want to accomplish it um, you know, everybody whip out your phone and uh, well, we Philippians Philippians two it's yeah Paula knows it. you don't have to give Paula a Bible she's <laughs> She's, she's got it um, uh, but anyway we're gonna look a little bit at, at, at Philippians see it's really interesting I, I did not know what the lessons were um, this this morning as I was not not only not preaching in the morning but not preaching at five either so I didn't know but but the uh, the lessons from this morning certainly dovetail with what we're going to be um, hearing from from Philippians and and certainly one of the things we think about in uh, in as we hear uh, Philippians, and and in this, Paul is is speaking to this uh, speaking to this community of of faith, and he's speaking, of course, is you know as as y'all know, he's speaking with love and affection to them. Uh, in the first chapter, he talks about um, his love for them uh, and is and how grateful he is for their their love and their attention for him. He talks about how his confidence that God will um, continue the good work he's begun in them and that it will carry it to completion, but it. It to some degree talks about humility, but it, but it really talks about much more than that. And, I, and what I hope for us to hear and reflect on this morning is is the good news that it extends to you and to me. Uh, and and as we begin this, I'll, I'll share a couple of things. One, I think as I um, as as we reflect on this this morning, I, in my own heart, in my own mind, one of the things I want to say is I, I feel like Paul when he says, you know, not that I've already attained this. Um, so anyway. Um, let me just say, as I talk about this, our topic this morning, I, I don't pretend that I've attained this. You know, I've got this. Let me help you. Um, let me help you all. Um, uh, you know, hey, fellow pilgrim um, along along the way with, with all this. And also, it's, it is about humility, but it's about much more. Uh, a funny story, I uh, just came back from Charleston. I was there. Um, it was really I was I was honored. Uh, it was a fella that was a cadet while I was a, a chaplain there at the Citadel, and asked me if I would come and, and officiate at, at his wedding. And so it was a real it was neat. It was a real it was a real honor to to be in that he tracked me down um, after all these years and, and found me and, and went back. But it was funny. Um, the brother, one of the brothers of the bride, uh, read from Colossians and the the familiar passage. Put on then as God's teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing songs and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Beautiful um, passage, rich um, passage, obviously a lot to say just about life in general and certainly about married life. But um, speaking of humility, well, he... He got tripped up um, about where he was um, supposed to begin. Um, and anyway, he gets up and, uh, and and all of a sudden, the, the bride and the groom kind of start, kind of start looking at me and then they kind of start to, to laugh a little bit because he, uh, he launches into, um, which you know actually is probably God's this must have been a God thing, because you need the context, but he, he, he said, "Put to death therefore, what is earthly in you, sexual immorality and purity." <laughs> Passion, evil desire, and covetousness, uh, which is idolatry. On account of these, the wrath of God is coming. And these you two once walked when you were living in them, but now you must put them all away anger, wrath, malice, slander, and obscene talk from your mouth. Do not lie to one another and seeing that uh, you have put off the old self with its practices, and have put on the new self, which, be, which is being renewed in knowledge after the image of its Creator. Here there is not Greek and Jew, circumcised and uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave, free, but Christ is all and in all. And um, the uh, the brother of the groom at the toast, he said, you know, he said, you had me at sexual immorality. Uh, <laughs> you know, <he> said, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, it, pride comes before the fall, as, as they say. But um, we're going to look at... Uh, at, at Philippians, at Philippians two this morning, and as I say, it certainly has something to say um, about humility. But, but again, it has a lot more to say uh, about. And one of the amazing things here, and if someone will just do this, um, <clears throat> actually, you know what? I was going to ask if someone will, um, someone will um, read this um, <clears throat> for us, um, two one through eleven. That would be great. Philippians 2, 1 through 11.
1: If you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from His love, if any fellowship with the Spirit, send me tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and purpose. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility consider others better than yourselves. Therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee shall bow, in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father.
0: Thank you, Susan. Um, just this is uh, kind of a minor aside, but just by way of um, liturgical practice, if, if you've ever wondered why sometimes people will genuflect, um, it comes from at the name of Jesus, and while people sometimes will bow as the cross goes by, at the name of Jesus, every um, head shall bow and every knee shall bend in heaven and on earth and under the earth. So that's, anyway, so, yeah, that anyway, that's just, you know, fun fact. Um, fun fact for the morning, um, not particularly the, the, the subject and the focus of this class. The title of the class today is um, Don't Think Twice, It's All Right. Um, anybody remember um, where that comes from?
1: 1968.
0: Absolutely, that's right. Exactly. The '60s are kind of blurry, but yeah, that's not that you were around. Not that I was. uh, Yeah, exactly. uh, You read about it. Anyway, you read you read about 1962, Bob Dylan. Yeah, don't think twice. Um, It's 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 all right. So, um, what I want us to focus on this morning is is this, and (laughs) it's a message we need here again and again. that not in a not in a Pollyanna way, but but there is when we really hear the gospel and the message of the gospel to you and to me, we we hear that things are all right, um, and and actually actually better um, better than all right. There there is something which addresses um, our our worries, our anxieties, our concerns. There's something um, that 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 meets and fills um, those <laughs> deepest needs that we experience. That that addresses the void that's that's a part of the human condition, and and it's found. Um, in a a paradoxical way. And that's part of what we'll we'll explore. It's it's discovered and it's experienced uh, in in a paradoxical way. Um, But as we begin, I want to share a a story. We hear uh, about Jesus in this, and and a few things as we just kind of set the context here for Philippians and and what's going on. Some of what y'all remember. I mean, what do y'all remember? Um, This is... uh, this is congregational participation moment. Um, what are some of the things y'all remember about Philippians and its in its context? Bueller? Um, anyone <laughs> that's right? Y'all remember about Philippians and its and its context? It was a letter from Paul
1: to the church.
0: At Abs- absolutely, and and really. Uh, as And uh, in, in Philippians, you know, as to say, it wasn't as, you know, he liked Philippians, but he didn't like the other people. But it was a letter Paul wrote to the church in Philippi, uh, a community of faith with whom he had particularly loving and affectionate ties. Um, a church that he didn't think he would start, an area that he didn't think he was going to travel to. But as you all remember, um, the Holy Spirit, much to Paul's surprise, directed him in this direction um, when he was sure that he needed to go uh, into you know, into Asia, uh, and, you know, God said, well, actually, I want you to go a foothold in Europe. I'm going to send you uh, in this direction instead. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, any Anything else, y'all? That's, thank you. Heather, that's, uh, yeah, that's uh, five points for your family. Um, so, <laughs> thanks. Uh, yeah. I think um, Philippians
1: 4.13 is one of the um, verses yeah. that everybody kind of grabs to, particularly mm-hmm.
0: Absolutely, and indeed, and you know that whole fourth and and four thirteen, and that and that whole, you know, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Um, there's we had these. Pete, do you remember that? Um, album, it was this is the best. You know, kids' songs. You know, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Philippians four thirteen. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was this little. Bible songs and they were they were really catchy I, I could still I could go on but anyway that's that's enough um, that's enough for the moment but it was this great CD and actually you know we all love it. but yeah I can do all things through Christ um, who, who strengthens me you know rejoice in the Lord always I'll say it again um, rejoice um, let your gentleness be heaven All the Lord is near um, he talks about yeah Thanksgiving it's in four that he talks about I've learned the secret of being content in any and every situation whether in plenty or in one you know I've been in both uh, and I've learned the secret of being content. So, yeah, four is um, is a is a is a great a great one. Um, do you remember the Olympic diver? Um, it was actually she was from the Woodlands, Texas, and we lived there. Pete, do you remember her name? Remember the gal? It was the big. Gosh, you're letting me down. Um, it was the it was the big it was the big deal. She um, she won an Olympic gold, but remember she had a broken foot, uh, and it was you know. Whatever that highest platform is that she was diving off, which is easy to break things from that. And you know, it was the big question: Is she even going to be able to dive? Uh, and not only she would train at um, what was it the Woodlands at? It was this uh, training area. We, Paul and I called it the Beautiful People. Um, we our kids took some swim lessons down there, and it's all these you know just divers and swimmers, all these young. We 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 just called it the Beautiful People. Um, it was just all these amazingly fit young athletes. Well, anyway, she was. The, the whole deal. Is she ended up um, winning. You know, it's kind of like the, it's almost like the Olympic uh, gymnast. You know, she had to push off with one foot rather than being able to push off with both feet, and actually ended up winning the gold. But, and and um, in receiving the gold, she said, "I can do all things through Christ um, who strengthens me." So it was really, um, it was it was a neat, um, uh, it was a neat moment. It was a, it was a powerful moment. Laura Wilkinson. Yeah. Thank you. Awesome. God bless Google. Yeah, Laura Wilkinson. Thank you. Exactly. <laughs> Tom knows a lot. Um, he's a <laughs> smart man. Um, that's that's right, exactly. Yeah, good old good old Laura Wilkinson, um, and it really was. It was it was a powerful moment. So, yeah, you know, we think about flipping. You know, obviously we know that it was one of Paul's prison epistles, and and I think there's a significance as well. Um, Shakespeare, one of his plays said, you know, where words are scarce, they are seldom spent in vain, um, for they breathe truth who breathe their words in pain. Uh, I think. You know, Paul was Paul was chained to a jailer 24/7. He was under the realization that you know my my life um, is a good chance that I'm not going to make it out of this. Um, And of course, we know that Paul was martyred. And so I think there's a significance too in you know Paul would have been very thoughtful um, about these words that he wrote to the Philippians because you know just like any of us saying you know this there there may not be many more opportunities for me. These are words that I really want you to hear, uh, and I'm going to. I'm going to really prayerfully um, put these down to share them with you. I'm not going to take this lightly. So with Philippians also, I mean, it's something that, not that he was ever um, careless, but but I think probably there was particular love, particular attention, particular focus um, put into these words. And they're words of encouragement um, which are given to this community. And and in this, calling them um, to have this to have this mind among themselves. And and what a Particularly, One of the things I particularly want us to focus on is, is this, um, the emphasis um, that, is, that is placed in here uh, about how this affects our mind. Um, so we, we talk a lot about the heart, uh, and, and, and rightly so, but a lot of what I want us to focus, about, focus on this morning is what does this say to our minds, uh, and how does this affect our minds, and in affecting our minds, how does it affect the way um, that we look at the world? How does it affect the way that uh, that we look at God? How does it affect the way that that we go about our lives? What what is the incredible hope and strength that's that's made available to us um, in this? But as I as I begin, I want to share with you a story about a guy named um, Chad of Lichfield. One of my this is one of my my personal faves. Chad was a uh, a British bishop um, uh, in the uh, in the seventh century, uh, and, um, and and Chad was sort of sort of reluctantly became a bishop, um, he was ordained, he was basically, you know, encouraged, exhorted to become, um, a bishop in the church, and, and and at the outset, he said, you know, look, I really don't think, I really don't think I'm worthy, um, for this position, I think you might be better off, um, I just, you know, I'm just kind of, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a servant of Christ, I'm just, uh, you know, I'm a laborer in the vineyard, I think you need someone else, and they said, no, 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 we really, we, we, we need you, and, um, Interesting thing happened. Uh, during that time in the Church of England, there was uh, some, uh, <laughs> I was going to say there was some division. I mean, you could say that at any time in any church, in any place. During that time, there was some division in the church. Um, you know, insert any date um, at that particular. But, but one of the things that was going on is, is you know, who was ordained by whom. Uh, and one of the big things, and it wasn't irrelevant, but um, it wasn't, you um, um, in the realm of what I would call adiaphora, uh, and that's the Greek, which means those things that are not necessary for salvation. Um, so there's, um, there again, there's a little, uh, you know, you can just say to one another when some, uh, well, that's adiaphora, <laughs> you know, it's not necessary for salvation. Um, well, one of the things was the calendar, what day you you recognized Easter on. So say, no, you know, not irrelevant, but at the same time, you know, you work this calendar, I work this calendar, They're they're bigger. They're bigger fish to fry, um, as they used to say back then. Um, so uh, one of the things, um, there, there, was a new, there was a new bishop, um, a Theodore, and, and one of the things that, uh, good old Theodore of Tarsus, and one of the things he set about to do was to clean up the church. Uh, and, and he came to Chad, uh, and he said, you know what, you've been ordained irregularly. You're going to need to give up your post. Um, well, let me ask you this. Um, what would your response be? you're not the boss of me you know who are you to say that I'm you know I I think most of us um, there'd be the immediate pushback um, from us and you know to some degree uh, understandable the immediate pushback on that Um, as this guy you know who are you to tell me that I'm not you know worthy of this post and that I've been ordained irregularly and that I should that I should let that I should let go of this Um, but but Chad's response was interesting he said you know what he said, "I never considered myself worthy of this in the first place." He said, "Here, you can, you can have it." And and actually, um, to their credit, they said, "Now, wait a minute. We're looking for some men like you. Um, perhaps we can work out another bishopric. We can all save face here. Okay, you won't be bishop here, but we're going to make you instead bishop of Mercia uh, and and Northumbria. You know, you won't be in York, but okay, we'll just kind of shift you. We'll kind of shift you over here." Well. As I say, and there's a the prayer which we pray in, in the day in which we remember um, Chad is um, keep us, we pray to thee from thinking of ourselves more highly than we ought to think, and, and ready at all time to step aside for others, that the cause of Christ might be advanced and and what i'd like to share, contend is is this um, and this is part of what I want us to share this morning, the opportunity to have a a profoundly um, deep stability. Uh, to have a profoundly deep sense of merit, um, a profoundly deep sense of worth, a profoundly deep sense uh, of of being of being loved and of and of and of being cherished. Not in a way that not in a way that leads to pride, but in a way that leads to stability, uh, a, a way that leads to being able to to let go of things uh, or you know just deal with the things which come along. Uh, what I would contend to you is this, and I, you can disagree. I think I'm right about this. Um, Chad had a recognition of who he was in Christ Jesus. Uh, he he recognized uh, the things of real value and worth and merit, and that's why I was able to say, you know, I never consider myself worthy of this office. You can have it, um, and and not really worry about it. And and of course, we hear that uh, the the blessing of not thinking about himself um, too highly, um, the 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 blessing of being more interested for the cause of Christ um, being advanced. And I, I've always been. Moved by that, and i 've always admired that because I think for most of us, myself included i don 't know that that would have been my response um, i 'd like to think uh, it would have been my response but uh, but but who knows well, what do we have in here uh, in what we 've heard um, about jesus and 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 what can it share with with you and me? Paul begins by saying, you know if, if there's any encouragement in Christ, any comfort. Uh, from love, any participation in the Spirit, any affection and sympathy, complete my joy, being of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord uh, and of one mind. Uh, Do nothing from rivalry or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. One of the reasons, and and you all um, probably remember this, one of Paul's concerns here was there was, um, there was division within the Christian community. Uh, and uh, particularly um, two women um, are mentioned. Um, could have been two men. In this case, it just happened, not picking on you ladies. So, but, you know, I'm just, it's in the book. Um, I'm just, you know. Um, could have been anybody, but it happened to be two um, particular people who were, you know, probably more prominent. And and, and clearly uh, we can see um, the, the nature of their... Um, conflict was, was public. Um, the fact that Paul mentions it, um, the, pa- the fact that Paul mentions them by name, it's like, look, we all know what we're talking about here, so let's just go ahead and let's, let's get it out on the table. Let's go ahead and address this because this is important. Um, and, and there's the importance of us being um, united with one another. There's the importance for the ministry, um, for the cause of Christ um, to be advanced. But he holds up, and one of the things that's really, really huge um, in this, and what I what I really hope we'll see is this: <clears throat> what we get a window into here um, is the mind of Christ, what Jesus thought, um, what Jesus thought about things, uh, and and the significance of that um, is is this: we when we when we think about um, when we think about our minds, and it certainly applies to our hearts as well, but. What we see, we get a we get a window into the mind of Jesus, uh, and that's that's huge, uh, and and that's something which applies to you and to me in our lives as well. Something uh, that can really help us. It gives us a window into the mind of Jesus. Uh, it it helps us understand uh, his his inmost motives, um, why he did why he did what he did. Um, so what what motivated what motivated him, uh, and we hear um, that Paul says, you know what. Um, let each of you not look only to his own interest, but also to the interest of it. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped. Um, for a long time, I misunderstood that. Uh, I misunderstood that. Let me ask you all this. Is we're kind of What do you think, perhaps, um, and I'm not trying to put you all on the spot, um, but, but what do you think he, he means by that? He's talking about Jesus. You know, have this. He's saying, have this mind uh, among yourselves. Have this mind, basically, in you. Have this mind shape um, shape your mind, which is yours in Christ Jesus, uh, basically given to us. Who though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped. What do y'all What do y'all think about that? We'll give you a moment, and then we'll, I'll, I'll press on if no responses. to say that just. Let me share this, and I don't think this is completely irrelevant. But I guess for a, a long time I, I thought of it in these terms, which I think you know perhaps aren't aren't entirely wrong. Basically, um, Jesus certainly is much more, but also Jesus is a model of humility, um, that he that he wasn't striving, that he wasn't um, grasping, that he that he was humble and not arrogant, though he was God in the midst of us. Um, we we hear that he humbled himself uh, and took the form of a servant and became obedient even to death death on a cross. I mean, basically that again that that paradox of the Christian faith and the, and the challenge to you and to me is that um, it, the way we become first is by becoming last. Um, the way to greatness is by becoming uh, a servant, and that's you know to some degree what I hope we'll hear what I hope we'll begin to experience in our hearts and minds. I mean that's that's the truth and that's the way to freedom, but. I mean, human nature, um, I don't know about y'all, but I mean, we I think we struggle with that day by day, moment by moment. I mean, who among you says, you know what, I really hope in this room that I'm the least um, of the people um, in this room? Who among you says, you know, I really hope my kids are the least. Um, that's really my goal for them. Um, I, I don't want them to, you know, anyway. Uh, yeah, well, that's, if you
1: think about what Paul was doing, I mean, he was broken. I mean, he was so powerful before he became Paul. yeah. And he was sitting in jail realizing, you know,
0: he, where he was gonna be and didn't want them to ruin that they had sure the yeah. their pride and their coming the way Absolutely. of the what God had helped them build. Sure. Yeah, w- without a doubt. I mean he had and and again, um, he, Paul had experienced the The incredible blessing and freedom uh you know he had so he wasn't just speaking theoretically i mean it was something that he had experienced um personally as well so and he and he has that concern um he has that concern for the church what uh what i want to share with you is 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 this um and again this is where i think for a long time didn't under didn't understand this um, uh, fully and and here's where I guess I'm, um, I'm going that I really hope that you're going to hear, because I think it's uh, amazing good news for you and for me, and a real, not that it's all about being practical, but I think it has um, a real implication on our lives right now, day to day, in our in our relationships, and the way that we go about things. When he says he didn't consider equality with God a thing to be grasped, what what grasped means here, uh, equality with God, a thing to be held on to. So I always thought of grasp. When I thought of grasp, I thought about striving, uh, you know we we, we we talk about how you know our our salvation comes and the love of God comes, and the forgiveness of God comes to us as a gift, not by our striving, not by our hum, human striving but it 's received by us in, in faith and that 's true um, all that all that is true uh, but but what it's what it means when it says you know this equality with God not a thing to be grasped it means not a thing to be held on to so what does that what does that say to you and to me? Um, what it says to you and to me um, is, is this, uh, is that Jesus did not keep to himself um, the love of God. He did not keep to himself the acceptance of God. He did not keep to himself um, the mercy of God, um, the, the, the power of God, the sustenance uh, of God. He didn't grasp these things uh, and hold them on um, to himself. Um, he, he came that he might give, um, those things to you and to me. That's why this, you know, as I say this applies in a very real, real way for you and for me. Uh, that that equality with God and all those blessings of God, He didn't consider those to be grasped, but He came forth into the world that He might share those, um, that He might make those available um, to you, um, to you and to me. Um, ama- amazing. Um, when when we hear about that, He He, he didn't hang on to it, um, but He came to make it um, available. Um, <laughs> Letting, letting let letting go of things uh, is uh, letting go of good things is uh, is challenging um, I don't think that's uh, that's a stretch um, to say that but but we hear that he came to empty himself on behalf uh, of you and of me and as I've read from some different folks and as I've listened to some different folks teaching on this particular there's one thing um, that uh, actually Tim Keller had said in one of his um, teachings on this and I thought this was uh, Really, really strong, and and what he talked about is is this: when the the power of this message of the gospel, uh, when it when it takes hold of our minds, the reality of this is, he said, we become unsinkable. Uh, when when the reality of this message um, comes to us, we we become unsinkable, um, and and I, what he's what he's saying is is this: um, you know, obviously, there's there's plenty of things that come to i guess life has plenty of torpedoes um if if you will and uh, and, and and rough seas and so forth uh, so forth and so on we can you know we can play with analogies and and all that kind of um good stuff but it but it makes us unsinkable it goes back to that story i told about luther saying to his congregation when they asked him when are they going to when is he going to give them something else besides the gospel and he said well when you show up looking like a people that believe it um then i'll you know then i'll then I'll branch out. You know that message of you know God's love and God's grace extended um, to you and to me. Um, our, our our meaning um, and our and our worth uh, and our merit and our stability um, come in the recognition and in, in the transformation of our mind and the way that we think about who Jesus is and what He's accomplished for you and for me. He's one that God God exists in in, in Trinity of persons. Um, and the reality is, is that uh, Jesus is, um, is you know, this is kind of theological talk, but with him, Jesus is co-eternal um, with the Father and with the Holy Spirit. That's um, exciting, right? Something you want to f- sort of flesh out a little bit. But what it, what it means to us um, is this, is that God has existed um, in, in love and in fellowship and in relationship from the very beginning. Um, Jesus wasn't created along the way. Um, but no, Jesus existed with God from the very beginning, um, co-eternal with the Father, co-eternal with the Holy Spirit, living in relationship and in love uh, and in fellowship. And, and what we have here is a, a very window into the actual mind of God. Uh, and what we see, uh, and this is just incredible good news to you and to me, is that we have a God um, who desired um, to share that love um, and to share that fellowship and share that relationship with, with people like you and me um, to, to invite us um, into that in Jesus. And it's and it's the recognition of that that is able um to, to give us a fullness and a wholeness and a stability um that we long for. Do you, does that make any sense at all? Does that or any comment that y'all have about that? Um, I think it, it, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. But I think the difficult part of it is or for me yeah. is I understand it intellectually. Sure. I understand the words, I understand sure. the concept But, you know, making the transition from hearing it and understanding it to achieving that mindset. Yeah. Because, you know, we hear things every day and we understand it. Mm -hmm. You know, achieving, I think it's a mindset.
1: Mm -hmm. You have to go, it's difficult for me to explain, but it's difficult, I think, for me and for most people to achieve that mindset of, you know, I'm not. It's
0: not all about me. Yeah. Oh, I, no, you I, I appreciate you sharing that and, and, and absolutely because you're right. I mean, it's um and that's why I say it's 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 about, you know, mind and heart cuz I can believe it in my mind, but yet uh, you know, um you know, it's 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 another thing when you know when you're wrestling with with whatever it is or you're worried uh, about your spouse, you're worried about your kids, or you're worried about your parents, or you're worried about yourself or you're just, you know, Fill, fill fill in the fill in the blank you're right it's 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 a challenge um, well I think it um, those words wonderfully expressed in Mark's gospel you know lord I believe help my unbelief um, you know I, I I believe this and and yet um, and and yet do I yet do I believe it uh, Bishop salmon uh, is he was our bishop and in South Carolina, some of y'all have met him. He's come as a Linton preacher on a, on a couple of occasions. Um, and I can remember one time a story he told from the pulpit. Um, and he, he was he was talking about love first um, being a decision rather than an emotion. Um, and he told the story of when they had moved to St. Louis. And uh, they had just moved in, new house, and it was kind of a single house style. And so he and Louise's bedroom was up on the top floor. And he says, middle of the night, she says, I think I hear something. And he said, you know. You don't hear anything. You know, go back, go back to bed. She said, "I, she said, I think I hear something." He said, "I realized that I'd lost that argument." So he's just like, okay, I'm gonna get up. I'm gonna go. There's nothing here, but all right, I'll, I'll, I'll go check. And he said he got up and he went to check. And as he was going down the stairs, uh, he stepped on one of the kids' toys. And as, as you might imagine, you know what came next. Um, just you know, flight uh, upon flight as he, as he went down, as he went down the stairs. And he said, you know he said, if, if love were simply an emotion, he said, I would have left that whole tribe and never looked back um, at that <laughs> particular moment, you know, so it's, it's 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 much more, it's much more than just an emotion, and again, I think that's why the, the encouragement for you and for me, and in and, and Romans, Paul writes about, you know, do not be conformed anymore to this world, but be transformed um, by the renewing of your mind, uh, and, and again, we're not just talking about sort of Dry, dusty, um, uh, academic, but but the necessity. And again, as I'm sharing this with you, I'm sharing this with you as a as a fellow seeker. I'm not saying you know, as I said at the beginning, you know, I've got this. I hope you poor slobs will finally get it and you know get to get to where I am. I think we're all wrestling with this, but I think there's I think there's amazing good news to you and to me um, who are looking for, as I say, all those things that we long for, the sense of stability, um, uh, the sense of um, love the sense of uh, uh, the sense of recognition as well and you know we spend a lot of fruitless time seeking and I'm not saying we're because we're not, um, not uh, what I'm not saying is you know we don't care what other people think but but how often are we seeking our stability um, from by the approval of others or, or by the um, affirmation or acclaim uh, of of others you know I think a lot of us what am I saying we all do it. Um, to, to some degree um, or another. We're, we're looking for stability and, and, and how will I get stability? Because certain people approve of me um, or, or certain people um, have, a, have a high opinion of me or I feel like I'm significant enough and, or, and what have you. And then, you know, if that's, then I'll be okay um, at that point. Then I'll, and, and of course the reality is um, if and when you get that, let me ask you, is, do you find that sufficient? No, there's you know you need you need a little more. Well, you know now now Paula thinks highly of me, but I thought that was enough, but no no that's really not enough. I need I need more, and and God bless you for thinking highly of me all the time, sweetie. Um, <laughs> uh, no, the, the Paul talks about the opportunity um, to to be, a, and he and he goes on to say why um, because uh, the one who is uh, the the very greatest um, ever. Uh, the name which is above every name, uh, the name at which every knee shall bow and every head um, shall bend in heaven and on earth uh, and under the earth. The 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 very greatest one that you could ever seek um, love from, that you could ever seek affirmation from, that you could ever seek uh, approval from, has come forth into the world and didn't count its equality with God as something to be grasped, to be held onto, but he humbled himself uh, and became a servant even to death on a cross um, that that he might... Pour this forth um, to you and to me, that you and I might be recipients, uh, that you and I might be recipients of this, that we might be recipients um, uh, of all those things that, that, that we hunger um, and, and that we long for, and, and to give us the ability to be unsinkable, um, to have a stability uh, and to have a certainty and to have a wholeness, which, um, which, which nothing can take away from us. As I, as I share that, any questions, comments or just other thoughts from what I shared thus far? Well let me um, let me let me pray here. Father, we thank you that that from the very beginning you've existed in, in love and fellowship as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Lord, we thank you as well that in the gift of Jesus, your son, you've come forth into the world to seek us and to call us to yourself, that, you're, that you did not grasp um, your glory, um, but that you humbled yourself and became a servant um, and became obedient even to death, death on a cross, that we might be a people upon whom that, that love and that acceptance and that mercy and that grace and all the riches of you would be made available to us. Lord, I pray that you would, um, by the work of your Holy Spirit, draw us to you, that, that we might find our, our hope and our certainty in you, that we might realize that we're unsinkable, not because of who we are, but because of who you are, because of who we are in you. Lord, these things we ask in the name of Jesus Christ, your Son. Amen.